Mm, please, Marge. How often can I see a movie of this caliber on late-night TV? Is there something wrong, homie? No, it's just that I've only seen this movie twice before, and I've seen you every night for the last 11 years. I, what I meant to say is uh, we'll snuggle tomorrow, sweetie. I promise. <laughs> Enchiladas. Mom, Dad, don't, don't turn, turn on the light. light. Don't, don't turn, turn on the light. light. There's a UFO outside my window. Seriously. Oh, Bart, it's just an old golf umbrella stuck in a tree. Ah! Can I sleep in there with you guys tonight? No. Can I sit on the roof with the baseball bat in case the UFO does come? Yes, yes, yes. That's fine. Good, good. Hope you kept the homie fires burning. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy. What did you think of the episode, Mitchell? This is an episode that I have probably avoided watching for a long time. Avoided deliberately? Yeah, it was one that just never really appealed to me when I was younger. And for that, and like I was never even entirely sure why. I just was like, ah, it's Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. It's, yeah, whatever, I'll skip that one. I still don't really rate it too highly. <laughs> I think it starts... The start of it is a lot better now with with um, a little bit of extra life experience. Having that, been in a marriage. Yeah, like, like yeah. the intimacy issues between Homer and Marge. Um, and your sex life disappears. And you can relate <laughs> a lot more to what they're going through. Exactly, yeah. Like that kind of pressure of when you're in, sharing the same bed with, with someone every night to you know keep the spark alive and all that sort of stuff. So that I found that quite good. But then as it segued more into the Homer and Grandpa kind of fight and then getting back together, I just lost a little bit of interest in the story. I can't... I'm, I'm honestly not even sure why, and it's not necessarily to say that it's bad. It's just not one that connects with me very much. It didn't really go anywhere. It's, they have a fight and they make up. That's it. There's a little bit of a reveal. Yeah. Like, you know, the the revelation of, you know, oh, yes, he has always loved me and I've always loved him, and then let's roll around because we're on fire. But And I guess the other part is that while that was happening, it lost a bit of the comedy drive yeah like the, the first half of the episode is very very funny but the second half there's not as many laughs coming i think the funniest part of the last half of the episode was the children we're through the looking glass yeah people. yeah just the way they they thought well but the whole episode but is the going through the um when you think there's conspiracies going on apparently mm. the the writers were they think when you're a 10 year old boy you go through that phase where you think the aliens are real and yeah it's a conspiracy i definitely read you know books on ufos and roswell and stuff like that when i was a kid yeah and then did you watch the x-files no, I never did. I have the X-Files now, and I still haven't really got around to watching them. Um, when I was a kid, the X-Files music was like the creepiest stuff going around, so I was a little bit too It spooks me, yeah. Yeah, like it just seemed like whatever was going on there was going to be above my 10-year-old brain. I even wasn't going to be able to handle it. Even when the music was on The Simpsons, it used yeah, to spook me. Yeah, <laughs> even the music that they used here when the books are getting scanned yeah. is a little bit creepy. Yeah. Now, before we start the episode review, mm-hmm. I have two two tales that have happened to me. Yes. Within the last 12 hours, two things have happened in my life that I thought, just, you know, we'll share this off the top. Is uh, one of them the dream you had? No, that was the third <laughs> thing. For for listeners here, uh, 
obviously it's the AFL Grand Final this weekend, and Channel Seven have been wheeling out Basil Zemplis as one of their premier commentators, uh, which is one of the most horrific things you'll ever see on TV. Yeah, uh, and I had a dream that I'd been called to step in and fill and commentate the AFL Grand Final because of viewers of, because of viewer complaint. Um, Simpsons, hey you. Who, me? Yeah, get your hand off my wife's yeah. leg. <laughs> um, did a good job, except I, I kept forgetting all of the like second-string players' names and just kept referring to them as Rory Sloan's mate, if mm. they were from Adelaide, and um, Dusty's mate from Richmond. Yeah. But that seemed to go down well on Twitter, <laughs> in the dream. No, um, I had a thing that happened. You know when like your inner monologue is not the same as what you say out loud? Like, you think a thing, and then you say a thing, and in your head, you know exactly what you mean, but the thing that you said is not what you just thought. I go through that on an hourly basis. Okay. I had it pretty bad where my mum had come around for dinner and uh, my mum and my wife were discussing like beach holidays and Bali and Thailand and those sorts of destinations. Ash said that she hadn't had a bikini body since about 2010. Now, what I thought in my head was, yeah, me either. What I said was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not didn't go down well. <laughs> no, did, like did a lead the, balloon. Did, did you get the ash look that I'm gonna fucking kill you? There was a pause and a double take. And a, what the fuck did you just say? Your, your mum would have been Mitchell. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, lots of laughter from me. I was laughing so hard I couldn't explain myself, <laughs> which didn't help the cause. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Ash, I apologise. It's not true, Ash. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to Mitch. No, I mean, <laughs> bikinis come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Everyone's got a bikini body. So what's tail two? Tail number two. Now, uh, Dando, you live in you know quite a nice area, but you would have to agree that you share a postcode with some lesser fortunate suburbs mm. of Geelong, and maybe some of those people within those suburbs are slightly colourful characters. I'd pulled into a mcdonald's to grab a coffee on the way over here the highway one yes the yep. highway maccas uh as i pull in there's a guy sitting in the car next to me in the car park um him and i'm gonna assume girlfriend they're eating mcdonald's in the car despite the fact that they're at the just, restaurant just, <laughs> what is so, he in? like he's got a takeaway <laughs> so he can eat in the car park yeah <laughs> but um a seagull lands on his bonnet or hood for our american listeners um now, for what we're not doing anything, just sat on the front of the car. But this it really rankled this guy. So it, it, once the seagull go, gone, he's kind of like waving at it through the windscreen first. That does nothing. He then honks, honks a second time. So he's like honk. Bird doesn't move. Honk. Bird still doesn't move. <laughs> Staff in the restaurant looking up, going, "What the fuck's going on with this guy?" <laughs> So then his big his big move to try and get rid of the bird after the honking doesn't work is he pulls the lever on his car to make the water, water and the windscreen, windscreen wipers, wipers go. <laughs> now, two things about this. One, the bird is at the front of the car. <laughs> the water sprays back towards him. <laughs> two, he's trying to get rid of a seagull <laughs> with water. It's its natural fucking habitat. Why didn't he just get out of the car and shoot it? Well, that's ultimately what he did. Okay. I think he was getting out to go and complain and the bird left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was just... I, I, He's going I, to get more water. I, I saw that and went, well, that couldn't be more perfect to start the, the podcast. I love it when someone does something stupid on a day that I have to record. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite moment from the episode? Um, I think the montage, the, the early montage of... Homer and Marge getting disrupted 
trying yep. to have sex. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about that when we actually go through it. Okay. But there were some things in there that I very much related to. I like the, I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, wait, the way Homer comes into bed on the second night going, enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> One word. All yeah. that's needed. <laughs> the best. <laughs> and the little button. Boop, boop. <laughs> Now, I apologise, listeners, but I've forgotten to think of a new name. I'm sure you have, though. You've got one. Uh, or have you got to think of one on the spot? The, s- <laughs> okay. the sextagenarian. That'll, oh, that'll do. Thank you. <laughs> tweet us what your new name will be for Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy at Four Finger Pod. Do we have any tweets this week to mention before we get into the review? Uh, we do. I uh, asked people to tell us, in, in light of uh, this being Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy, what are your secrets for getting in the mood to rock the Casbah? Uh, at... Thorn underscore 90, a nice glass of warm milk, a little nap, and a frontal lobotomy. Mm. Uh, at Ren5150, he would watch a Hulk Hogan promo and pop some Viagra. <laughs> if you want something funny, by the way, mm. Google uh, or YouTube Booker T's promo on Hulk Hogan. Okay. You'll, you'll know why at the end. I'll check that out. <laughs> uh, at Dan DeVos, you got to play it cool. Yep. At Chris underscore D underscore 31, thinking about Jack Nicholas is enough to do the job. For you, it would be. I'm more of a Arnold Palmer man. Okay. Uh, and there were a few people actually that said this one through, but it's just thinking of this and they've gift Homer oh, the dancing his sperm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that they've done that where Homer's moving, but the family's dead still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Four Finger Pod, follow us on Twitter. Now, let's mention our trivia as well. Mm-hmm. So, Worlds Are Colliding, Seinfeld slash Simpsons trivia, November 2nd at the Spotted Ballard in Melbourne. If you can get there, make sure you do. It's going to be a great night, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Do you think that there's any chance that we could get Tom Ballard to come wearing polka dots as the Spotted Ballard at the Spotted Mallard? We can try. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing nothing. If anyone himself. out there knows Tom, <laughs> please get him in. <laughs> This is like goes down like, like you said, like a lead yeah. balloon. No one I've gets done it. something for him. I voted yes on the gay marriage referendum, yeah. so surely he can come to our night. Exactly, that's right. only fair. I think that's how it works. Like if you're a straight guy and you vote yes for marriage equality, they owe you one. Then yeah, gay people have to do you a favor. That's <laughs> I'm sure that's what it's about. Tickets are available on stickytickets.com.au. Just search Worlds Art Colliding. If you love Seinfeld and you love Simpsons, it's going to be the night for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Um, there's a outside chance that our book will be available in stores by that date, by the way. So, if you want to get yourself a sneaky little autograph, that would be an ideal time. Yeah, apparently the book's going to be available about October 30th. Is that October right, October 30th is when it's going to be in the hands of the suppliers. Yes. And then they obviously need to get it out to the retailers. But, hopefully, that will be able to happen in time for you to be able to bring it along. But, if not, we've got our book launch coming up on November the 11th down in Geelong. Details of that will be shared shortly on the Facebook page. We're just finalising some other entertainment for the night. The book is actually printed. It's done. It's, it's real. actually a book now. It yes. exists. It exists somewhere in this world. Somewhere in transit to us, yeah, actually. Yeah. There's some copies, but we've seen a photo of it, a three-dimensional photo of the book with pages. It's pretty exciting now, isn't it? Like It, it, it feels real now. It does. Like I uh, sort of forget how much effort we at, put in. Like it, was, the it, end was, of, it was our life for at, so long, you know? Yeah, at the end of June. I mean, I hate The Simpsons now, but at the end, <laughs> at the end of June, it was... Like, ah, uh, November's like five months. Jeez, it's such a long way away before we actually see this. But now it's like a, a month. I've seen four a picture weeks. of it. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. It's going to be it's, my name. It's, it's, two, it's two RDO cycles for me. Yeah. And then I'm back. Mitch went to a bookstore today to ask if they're going to be stocking it. And they asked him who the author was. Yeah. And <laughs> I said, it's uh, Brennan Dando and, and uh, Mitch Grund. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some exciting news too for our patrons, don't we? We do. Next week. As of next week. 
we are going to be streaming this show live via YouTube exclusively mm-hmm. for our patrons. Which means you're going to get some of the fun stuff. That, well, fun stuff. You'll get some of the stuff that occasionally gets edited out. Like if Dando needs to take a whiz and I'm left here with nothing to do, I'll be chatting with you guys. I'll deliberately take a whiz next week just so that can happen. I'll take the camera in just so they can see it. And the only way, not much to see, the only way to watch that will be to be a patron. So for $2 or more, you will get access to the live streams of our podcast and the $8 plus patrons get access to a special Q&A just for those guys. At the end of recording? Is yes, that when that's at the end happen? of recording. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. So, Mitch, trivia time for uh, Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. Kick oh, off the proceedings. right, I will. What was Homer peru- uh, pursuing his interest in in the library? The one where he opens the book and the ass is on the back? Yes. Okay. I was going to say Kama Sutra, but what's that one? Uh, Mapplethorpe was Mapplethorpe. the... Yep. Now, I don't know. Is that an author? I, I remember reading that. that up, yeah. actually. I'll Let's think, see I'll who Mapplethorpe is. I'll say the next question while you're looking that up. Tight buns, regardless. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Willie. Uh, Mapplethorpe was an American photographer known for his sensitive yet blunt treatment of controversial subject matter in large-scale, highly stylized black and white medium of photography. Cool. <laughs> what is the name of the book Margin Homer... Get the audio book. Oh, my. Uh, oh, Mr. and Mrs. something. Mr. and Mrs. Erotic America or something yep, like that's that. that's it. Yep. Yay. Oh, dear. That's just a penis. I don't want to look. Sorry, I'm looking at Mapplethorpe's work here. and mm. Don't Google it. <laughs> oh, wow. What? That is quite the photo. What is happening here? Well, there's a, a I man. I can see what's happening. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> there's a man pointing a revolver. And something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Well done, sir. Um, who recorded the audio tape of said book? Does his name start with P? Does. Paul Hogan? No. <laughs> Paul Hogan. <No. laughs> Jesus, that'd be a different video. <laughs> who? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Damn it. Na- what is the name of Al Gore's book? Uh, s- I'm not going to look. I wrote it down later. Sensible. That's the second part. Mm, sane planning sensible yep. future sensible tomorrow ah close close enough yeah which building has a direct which, which government building has a direct line to the library no idea the pentagon what's the name of the motel that they stay in Homer and Marge uh, no, no idea the Aphrodite Inn what item is a must have on the subject of the Aphrodite Inn if you're running an erotic hotel what is one cleaning item that you must have I don't know what it's called but the one with the where he walks into the janitor's room and takes it out what's it called the wet know. dry vac the wet dry vac okay what, which does what sucks up water yeah it's a vacuum that can also yeah. suck well liquids yeah <laughs> let's, let's not limit it <laughs> what did grandpa do whilst they were out so when uh, home walks in he said um, he did something broke two lamps and lost all the mail yes what what poison is in grandpa's medicine cabinet Mm, didn't notice. Asbestos pills. Asbestos pills. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> no, I think so. no, it's really not. I think that's like, that's you know, it's an old timey. Yeah, Asbestos yeah. was everywhere back in yeah. his day. It's everywhere in the Ford factory. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. good. Well, How did so we've got about 18 months left yeah, yeah, in this yeah. podcast. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> How did grandpa's father come across the recipe for the tonic? Uh, he was trying to come up with an alternative to holy water. A cheap substitute. Yep. Yep. What was Homer's New Year's resolution? When did he say that? It was uh, in a conversation with Marge. That's as much as I can say without giving away the answer. I have no idea. To spend less time with Grandpa. Mm, she said, like, yeah. yeah. Is that, you want me to spend more time with Grandpa? What about my New Year's resolution? Yeah. 
what was who no sorry who was at the stock footage film festival yeah so there was, well, four, there was four people in the background didn't pay any attention two of, okay it was comic book guy and uh what's the guy the one arm herman herman yeah, yeah right <laughs> what do you think mum and dad are doing right now i don't know <laughs> final question for me uh yep. what year did the farm go bust 63 yes well done what was the tonic originally called? So when they're doing their first spiel, they've mm-hmm. just got a piece of cloth written on the front of the uh, stand. Yeah, I don't know. Just says homemade medicine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't buy that? And what were the three places that Grandpa mentions they should go visit? Like whether to sell uh, the stuff. Lake Flaccid. Yep. Frigid Falls. Frigid Falls. Something mountain. Mount 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 Seldom. Seldom, yes. Thank you. So the original air date was December 4th, 1994. The chalkboard gag, my homework was not stolen by a one-armed man. And the couch gag, the family runs past a repeating background shot of the living room, much like a Flintstones cartoon. Kind of barbaric cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. The episode kicks off with the $1,000 movie starring Troy McClure. Can you remember what the movie was called? Because I can't. Uh, um, it was, what was his character name? Good Time Slim yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something, 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 something. Basically, it was them driving like a 70s drug version of Herbie the Love Bug through the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, the guy, did the guy remind you of Otto, the guy in the car with him? Oh, I didn't pay that much attention okay, to yeah. him. I was distracted by the bag of loot. Yeah. And Marge wants some sexy time, doesn't she? And Homer just yeah. isn't interested because this movie... He, well, he's only seen it two times. And he's seen her for the last 13 Yeah, I've seen you every night for the last 11 <laughs> years. <laughs> I think every man's sort of been in that moment where he's like, I'm about to say something I shouldn't. Yeah. I need to detour. Yes. And, and yeah, it's like, it's that... Brutal reality and honesty that can come from a man yeah, from yeah. time to time. You're not where, meaning to be me. You're just being yeah, truthful. And you're like, like, oh, the I truth is going to hurt. The truth is going to hurt. I just want to watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he sort of promises later on. Yes. Like, uh, is it tomorrow night or something along yeah, those lines? Yeah, tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Initially and promises tomorrow night. And then... <laughs> we then get one month later in the enchiladas. Is it one month? Is it the next night? Is it one month, is it? I'm pretty sure it was one month okay, later. Okay, Enchiladas. <laughs> now, this was okay. So it's not. I mean, I related to the movie bit where sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, not now. Like, I think I might have um, when I was 15 or 16. I went on a date with a girl to the movies and saw The Last Samurai, um, and she started making out with me relatively early on in the well, date. You weren't doing anything. You just sitting there, she's making out with you. No, I, you know, I went along with it, but. Um, the issue is The Last Samurai largely subtitles yeah. and I had to go back and watch it a second time like I you know saw her out we had a coffee and then you know went our separate ways I was like alright well, you back? I'll see you later yeah I went back in and watched it <laughs> that's awesome I, was like, I, didn't say, I didn't know what the hell happened yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then from that point on no kissing in the movies <laughs> that, was, that was my rule but what was your point though I'm just saying that Homer wanting to watch the movie is oh, something yeah, yeah. that I relate to very much. But I thought you were going to compare it to, but if you're full, you should still have sex. With it. That's what I thought you were going to go for. Well, that's no my next one. No, if you're full, you should not definitely not have sex. No, no. There have been times <laughs> that I have a known that to like the night was. Sometimes when you're in a relationship, you just know that like tonight, it's going to happen. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by how many like kisses you get in the message. Yeah, it's that, or it's just. The sun's out. The like the birds are smiling. You're walking on sunshine. Yeah, and you just go. You know, I've, I've got a spring in my step, and I'm not letting it go to waste. Um, but equally, sometimes on those days, 
particularly around at my house, you know that you've got a really great lasagna in the oven and you're probably going to make... Mine's risotto. Yeah, okay. And you're probably going to make an awesome dessert and you know you're going to eat too much of it. So there are those times where I very strategically have to make sure you get in for like a little 5.30, 6pm session just so (laughs) you're not ruined by dinner, in Homer's case, enchiladas. Like, is that thing? You've got to think ahead when you're in a relationship. When the oven goes off, that's when you go for it. Yeah. And you eat afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lasagna needs 10 minutes to sit before yeah, we carve exactly. it up. Exactly. It tastes let's, better, a little bit cooler. Let's put that time to good use. <laughs> Let the cheese melt through a little bit more. And there is nothing better than some post-sex, like, cheese and pasta. Oh, Does the it best. just hit like, the spot? Going through the motions and then going, I've got pasta to come following this. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. This podcast is not about The Simpsons at all. No, no, um, I, I'm going to throw the warning out there right now. I'll be a lot more upbeat and energetic for the first half of this episode. All of the sex stuff <laughs> was nice and good. Then, and then it's just going to get to a tailing off towards the end. Yes. Because I didn't write Much like the really anything down. Then so, we get so then later yeah. that year and the yeah. kids. Now, I can't relate to kids coming in and interrupting, no. but I have had a Labrador lick me on the butt once. I've had a dog lick me numerous times. It's like, yeah. what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> And like, have you ever been during and the dog's licking you and you don't want to stop, but you just have the dog licking you at the well, same time? Well, yeah, it's that thing of like, <laughs> she hasn't realised. She doesn't yet. know. So, I, you know, maybe he'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's like, at what point does that cross the line into bestiality? <laughs> Unwanted. Unwanted bestiality. Not, not some, I'm not some freak. <laughs> but sometimes a dog just helps himself and yeah. you can't. He can't help that. Like he's, he thinks he's the alpha male. He sees, hears, he hears, and he smells, and he wants to know what's what. Yeah, that's not his problem. <laughs> Jet always straight under the bed. He knows what's coming up. Straight under the bed. <laughs> straight under the Brilliant. bed. <laughs> so I've taken to having to shut the dogs out of the the bedroom. Okay. And but then they always come in, and. It's like when you're 16 or 17, you've had a girl over and you're trying to, like, you don't want your parents to know, but, like, then they come into the bedroom and they just give you those eyes. Yeah. Like, what sorted shit has been going on here? <laughs> sort of shit. That's, yeah. The dogs walk in and they look at me and they go, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so, I so Bart interrupts, that's what happens, and, and he wants to sleep with them, he's Years old, come on, mate. You ain't sleeping with your parents. Well, scared of aliens. Yeah, I guess. If a fucking UFO was outside my window, I'd sleep <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> you were scared. What was the thing you thought was that window, but it was a dog? Oh, I thought the it was the, Yeah, the, the alien, oh, not alien, the, the, the demon yeah. from um, Jeepers Creepers. But uh, turned out was a bulldog snoring. Yes, turns out for Bart, though, this was just a golf umbrella mm. and it <laughs> hits the window. He's still scared. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they let him go on, or Marge just. Marge wants sex really, really badly. So she says, get on the roof. So you can just get yeah. on the roof. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> but when she comes back, I was gone to sleep, yes. unfortunately for her. Another thing that I can relate to. Can you? I have done it twice. Really? Yes. So what was the situation to, for her to go out? Um, it wasn't so much that she'd gone out. The first one was at a wedding where it had been a long day. I was fairly drunk and... Ash is one of those people that she's very polite and needs to say goodbye to everyone in a room. So, so was Nicola. It's like maybe quarter past 12, 12.30, something like that. I'm like, all right, we need to get back to the room. Like we, we were staying on site and I'm like, we need to get back to the hotel room. If she was look, and, and she's more than happy to tell this story that she was looking brilliant, like had had her hair done, makeup done, was looking as good as she's ever looked. 
but so anyway, I was in that thing of like, okay, I'm starting to feel myself fading. I've got energy right now, but I give myself 20 minutes before I'm done. Um, so I'm like, all right, we got to go. And cue the goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Oh, so nice to say goodbye. I love you. I love you. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. 15 minutes go by. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to really go here. Yep. We get back to the hotel room. I kind of, I'm, I lay down on the bed, a little bit of kissing, and then like wedding stuff, there's whole production of was this your shit. actual wedding event? not not my wedding okay. no, but um there's shit to take out of the hair there's dresses to take off all that sort of thing so ash shorts that out and i'm i'm feeling myself like it's just getting ripped away from me in bed i'm like oh, no <laughs> i can't i can't fight it anymore and then like I, all i remember from the the rest of that is ash coming back to the bed and me desperately trying to crawl across the king bed towards her <laughs> Her realizing how exhausted I was, but me go, ah, nah, I'll be fine. We can do this, <laughs> and did not make it to her before I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> it, was, it was like imagine someone who's just had their back broken, but they're still desperately trying to move. Where it was like only my left arm was working. Like that the, was basically all like I had. Kids last week with the candy. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> and then out cold. Yeah. So as I said, as a kid. I didn't relate to any of this stuff in no. the episode, but now I was watching this and was pissing myself laughing. When that's I looked at home really... with the enchiladas, I was like, "That's yeah. me with the risotto." Yeah. <laughs> so this, yeah, it's if if you were like me and you've always looked at this as, as an episode, we're like, "Nah, it's not." You know, it's, it's not one of my favorites. You can at least watch the ten minutes and get a hell of a lot out of it. Yep, yep, yep. Providing you've been in a relationship. I mean, if you're a single man or a bachelor or you know one of those out there swinging loose every night types, then again, you're probably not going to relate to it as much. Just for, for us though. But if you've settled, yes, if you, if you <laughs> then like you'll us, be fine. Watch up to when Grandpa appears and you're right. Mm. As soon as Grandpa appears, that's when the episode starts going downhill. I didn't mind the... The, the uh, first two two to five minutes of Grandpa's past yeah, was all Think right. of me when you're having the best sex in your life. I suppose the argument was where it starts going downhill, isn't it? After the argument. Yeah, once it gets... Once it turns... Into to, a sob story. Once the story changes. Yeah, The yeah, actual yeah. storyline changes. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Anyway. So Marge wakes Homer up and she, she's very unhappy. She needs to talk to him. She said, there's problems here. We need to sort this out. And Homer's just blaming all the pressure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once it's all over. Yeah, yeah. Once all the world problems are over, yes. we'll have sex. Yeah, 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 I yeah. can't wait that long. <laughs> Marge suggests they get a book and then that's where we get a great audio gag of Bart falling off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're half visual. You kind yeah. of just see a blur outside the window. And the doorbell. Ding, ding. I love the <laughs> book. Ooh. Yeah. A, a tasteful book. Yeah. At the bookstore... And Homer is reading the Kama Sutra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this a racist joke or not? This guy looks like a poo. A uh, little bit. <laughs> it is a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of a racist joke. <laughs> so Marge doesn't want the kids to know that they're actually going through mm. the... Is it the marital problem section or something along is that those what, lines? I don't know. It's marital actual, something. Okay. It's, it's marital something. Okay. Um, but the kids have books of their own, don't they? They've got the... Well, Lisa has the Al Gore Lisa's book. got Al Gore stuff and Bart's just reading up on UFOs. I did like, though, that there was a very nice reveal of... Bart, where he mentions the UFOs and all the conspiracy and everything. Mm. And you think when the books are getting scanned, that it's going to be his yeah, book? because it's like Pentagon and Rush yeah. straight into the White House. And, but and it's Al Gore. Someone finally bought a copy of your book, sir. Yeah. Well, this calls for a celebration. Is that going to be us in three months? Uh, Well, less time than that, yes. <laughs> Homer and Marge then listening. So it's, it's an audio book then, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so they're listening to the book and it suggests that they take a bath. Now, you want to dis- yep. discuss this montage. Yeah, what did I? <laughs> you want to discuss the montage? It was your I said it was moment. one of my favorite parts. Anyway, you said we'll discuss it when we get to it. Um, I I actually no, meant I, no. Said, oh, sorry, not this why. montage. I meant the first montage, the Which bit, the, oh, the enchiladas yeah, and stuff. Yeah, everything oh, we've already discussed. I you, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> all just... the stuff that I had all the stories for. Yes. Which so, you, you thought that was just natural off the cuff? I was an erotic story of you and Ash in the bathtub. No, uncomfortable stories. Yeah. Like, what I love about this bit... Tried it once, never again. Uh, no, it depends on the bath. You just need yeah. the bath to work. Um, but, I mean, a penis floats in water and that's never sexy. No, it's never at all. It's, <laughs> like, like, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like astronauts must have a real hard time with that in space <laughs> if they were wearing boxes. It'd just be all over the place. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, what I really, really enjoyed is that this is a brutally realistic view on... What trying to is it's trying like to trying to be sexy expectations versus reality? Yes, that's yep. exactly what happens here. That you know they don't fit in the bath because most bathtubs aren't designed for two people. No. And all day you're thinking we're gonna have the best fucking session ever. Yeah, and you get in the bath, you're like, ah, well this isn't yeah good. And the water's slightly too hot, so you start to get sweaty, <laughs> and you're afraid to actually move because once you you forget about. Um, Newton's law of displacement and you fill the bath up too much and then you both get in and it's right on the edge so you're like hold on be careful can't cause a ripple or we're going to flood the fucking lamp room <laughs> so then they go to the hotel yes after the bath the Aphrodite Inn which is apparently well it's not apparently it is a takeoff of the Madonna Inn which is mm. a hotel or motel in America that has all different themed rooms yeah okay yeah uh, who's is Quimby's got Quimby's the, in there the caveman room yeah they don't have a Enough rooms free, so they have to send them to the utility room. The utility room. room. Just past the Camelot room. Yeah, which is... Was that going to be one of your trivia questions? Should have been. I'd considered it. Yeah. And then I thought I've got enough. But it's just a utility room. Yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> I it's, love a, it's a romantic fantasy. Homer's lack of imagination. <laughs> yeah. I'm the janitor and you're the janitor's wife. Their marriage is in trouble. Who has to live point. with him in the utility room. <laughs> <laughs> Then the guy walks in and interrupts him. But mm. on the way home, they just throw the tape out because it just hasn't worked. Yeah. And then to back the over it yes. in anger. Like, the the visual of them driving the car, they are at their wits end. Yes. And furious. They don't know it. how to fix things. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is another realistic point as well. Could that drive a marriage to end? I think in some cases it could. Well, it depends on... It depends drives on... to cheat on each other, I think. Well, I can do. I mean... It's never... never it's you never should as, never do that. It's but. never as simple as that. It's never as black and white. It, there would be some instances where that's what it is. But yeah, like it's very realistic that there would be relationships out there where people have sexual issues and super realistic that those people don't necessarily know how to fix the problem themselves because yep. if they knew how to fix it, they probably wouldn't have ended up in it in the first place. So, well, What I love about the animation of that shot you were just mentioning was the fact that Marge is leaning away from Homer. Yeah. It, it really does go a long way to visually show you where they're at right yes, now. Yeah, and yeah. again, this for me was really compelling. Couldn't be further apart. Mm. Is this the first time they've had sexual like sex issues in the show? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not like you they've, would... They've have, had marriage issues. They've had marriage mm. issues, but they've always sort of... There's always been this little intimacy and, and moments of sex yeah. that they see. And you can tell that Marge has got a sex drive. And it's, she's never seemed sex starved, put it no. that way. Whilst we're on that topic... And I, I don't necessarily... Sorry, I will say, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. necessarily think that this is sh- coming across as showing her as being sex starved or like a in a nymphomaniac kind of way or anything like that. It's just that there's a level of intimacy that's missing from her life. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's an important part of a relationship. Mm. But I was going to say, this episode, I think this is quite possibly the most adult episode of the series to date where they've had sex-based themes throughout episodes, mm. but this one is just sex, 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 sex. They don't try and... When, as innuendo, it's just all about sex. Okay, so in that regard, yes. I was going to say, like, there have been other heavier adult themes, I think, like yeah, the but, infidelity and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 further, yeah but. but this is just purely 
sex. We're not hiding a. We're not, not hiding, hiding the fact it, that no. this is about these guys are not having sex and they want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they arrive home, and this is where we get introduced to Grandpa. This is mm. where he gets into the story, and he asks what's going on. And then he realizes that it's sex issues. Yeah, yeah. I love that he like. It's kind of cool that Grandpa calls him out on it because yeah. he's old and he's he's been around the block. But like, oh yes, but don't say that word. What sex? Homer drops Grandpa off, and then Grandpa says. I have a remedy that's going to help your sex life. And he puts it all together. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the other Flaming Mo. It's a little bit like the Flaming Mo. Or the yeah. Flaming Homer, yeah. I should say. Well, yes. <laughs> but yeah, like just thrown together from the medicine cabinet yep. and trying to create something else. Yes. Yeah. Like all, like all great inventions. Yep, yep, yep. What's your greatest invention food-wise um, that you didn't mean to come across, but you fucked with things and it came out great? Can I get back to you? Yes, you can. Okay. I will allow it. Thank you. A tease for later in the episode. <laughs> Uh, I can imagine, like, I'm going to be talking to you and then a little spark's going to go off and you go, oh, I tell you what, the first time I added maple syrup to um, bacon and eggs was a a complete mistake. It was because I had pancakes on the plate as well and I spilled the maple syrup. I know maple syrup on bacon's meant to be all right. I know eggs It's pretty great. But yeah, no, it worked really, really well. Like the, um, so that, like, I was just trying to, I was just trying to syrup my pancakes and I accidentally syruped my eggs as well and was all over it. Can't have them any other way. Really? Well, Every- I mean, I can, but much prefer to have them that way. Fair enough. What, what is maple syrup bad on, though? It's good on most things. Um, it's not great on a like computer keyboard. But you're not going to eat a computer keyboard. No, no, you just said, what's it bad on? <laughs> Answering the question. Windscreen of your car? So, Grandpa makes the remedy, and whilst when he walks out, Homer's gone. Homer's just bailed. Homer yeah. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> What's it? Think of me when you're having the best sex of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not. That'd be me done for, <laughs> for a really long time. Like, I don't have the best memory in the world, but shit like that's going to stick. Yep. And whether you, help or, whether you can help or not, you're going to be thinking about show it. Show up when you don't want it to. Exactly right. Homer then... I'll probably be thinking about him now. I am. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, no, it's, it's going to be probably two and a half weeks before I'll be able to have sex without thinking of your grandpa. Poor Ash. So Homer then drinks the remedy. Once a dog licks you, then that <laughs> gets you right back. That clears your mind. <laughs> Homer drinks the remedy and then immediately races home because he's now in the mood. It's it's worked. Tells the kids to go to the movies, get out of the house, stay at the Aunt Patty and Aunt Summer's house. Mm-hmm. Swoops Marge up and takes her upstairs, and they're in for a session, aren't they? Well, yeah, and this is the first of a few reveals where something that we see in the episode that like you it, typically it's done as an external gag it's just for the audience but it exists within the universe like it's a real thing so those hot see, dogs off the conveyor the, tra- <laughs> <laughs> the, the train going into the tunnel the rocket launching and then the hot dogs cut to the reveal of the kids watching the stock footage that was really really funny that was like, one of the that's probably moments. the biggest laugh that i had in the episode yeah it's pretty great <laughs> i'm trying to think of like uh, some I, other I, examples I, I of when that happens i reckon there's a really good one in the um one of the naked gun films from memory, but certainly the Zucker brothers try that to cram that stuff in yeah. a lot. I was gonna say, I don't know whether Bart and Lisa needed to have that line at the end of that scene. Oh, I guess they I it, guess well, it just didn't detract from it, I guess. Uh, no, it doesn't take away from it. It's pretty like, funny. what do you think mum and dad are doing right now? Just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I just liked how oblivious it is. Yeah, yeah. But at yeah. I just it goes to further underscore this the ridiculousness that they'd be watching that sort yeah. of footage. Yeah, yeah. Homer is then shaving, and Marge looks very satisfied, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, she mentions two people that I wasn't familiar with rolled into one, which I assume were two good people. Yes. Randy people. Yes. <laughs> with porno moustaches, you reckon? 
Uh, I reckon there'd be at least one porno mustache yeah. in the two names. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds has the big mustache, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds does, like Smoking the Bandit style. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Yep. She suggests that he goes into business with Grandpa to supply people with this tonic because there's going to be other couples out there that need yeah. it. She wants all of Springfield getting in on the action. And Homer's like, fine, but where's my pants? He <laughs> threw them out the window in a fit of passion. He said, you won't need them anymore. Yeah. And then Flanders. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. It is good. Just get the garbage bag ready. He's then making the tonic with Grandpa in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Uh, Precursor this- to the beer baron. Yes, I was about to say, yeah, but I, this is one of my favourite lines from home for the whole episode, the Get Rich Quick Schemes. This is finally really happening. After years of disappointment with Get Rich Quick Schemes, I know I'm going to get rich with this scheme and quick. They're then selling it at the shopping centre. <laughs> this, actually, this is my favourite. You look like a man who needs help satisfying his wife. <laughs> Bang. So good. Grandpa then takes over. And he does a great job of selling the tonic. He does. He reminds like, me of... Did you ever go... Did you have butchers that were close to each other where the guy would be at the front and have to compete? Come to our butcher, come to our butcher. Well, I used to go to Cryo Village when I was younger with mum. Mm. Every Saturday, there was, there was two butchers in there. And every Saturday, they'd be trying to like out-yell each other. Come here, come here, specials. Yeah, right. That's what it reminded me of. I haven't seen that. It's kind of cool. Or like a carny trying to sell tickets. If it's two male butchers, were like each... Each week, were they just rolling their sausages slightly longer than the other guy's sausages? <laughs> just as a way of that like, be good. check out my salami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know the guys that try and sell you the tickets, the lucky number? We yeah, number at yeah, the, yeah, at the show? yeah, yeah. yeah. It actually, it never occurred to me that, yeah, they're in direct competition with each other. Yeah. I just kind of figured that everyone at the show is making money no, for the show. Direct, that's why they're always, yeah. They're all doing it for themselves, don't they? Hmm. Hmm. It's just lifted the lid on Carney life for me. Um, <laughs> looking through the, what is it, the, the glass? Yeah, looking, we're through the looking glass. Yeah. I've heard that uh, there are two rival, around the corner from you, there are two rival service stations at the moment. One of them cut, yes. cut fuel price by like 50 cents a litre. Yes, directly, yeah, just down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone walked in there, like they're giving away fuel for 78 cents, which cannot possibly be making any money for them. <laughs> no. So basically, it's the, it's used to be there. There used to be a petrol station there. Yeah. that went out of business. Yeah. And then this other one's just been thriving. They put an IGA supermarket in there. Yep. And this other guy's just come across the road and just cut the fuel prices in half. And they're like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah. Like no, no one's coming here. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's it's utter utter insanity. Like uh, when I drove past, it was like eighty one cents. I was yeah. like, I don't need petrol, but I'm gonna go get some anyway. It'd be like if a new land sales d- development came up, and they're like. We're giving away homes for 10,000 bucks. Yeah. Come it's in. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I thought my mom was playing tricks on me. I was like, can't be that cheap. Yeah, that can't be right. Must be a dollar seventy. Yeah, yeah. Those jerks <laughs> try to overcharge everyone. <laughs> the one's fallen down. It'd be great if they just didn't know. Like the guy is... Legit, an, the one fall down. No, 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 no. Like the guy's an old school petrol businessman, but he hasn't He hasn't been running one since 1983. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Well, we got a charge for the petrol. Ah, uh, seventy-eight cents sounds right. It was sixty last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, as we said, Grandpa is doing a great job of selling the tonic and free. I was, was going to say. So he reminded you of that. He reminded me of your classic snake oil salesman from the frontier, like yeah. Wild West, just selling tonics and elixirs that do absolutely nothing, but it's all in the sales pitch. Yep, yep, yep. Except yep. this has the added benefit of actually doing something. Like a stockbroker. Like this Look, is... What's, what's Wolf, of Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street? Is he a stockbroker? Uh, to an extent, yes. He's like selling stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. selling penny stocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't ask people to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. <laughs> if this thing goes up and buy... Like, what is it? If this thing rises a few cents to... And by the way, our experts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. You could make upwards of 60 thousand dollars sorry i'm assuming you like that movie i may have watched it a couple times yes 
Freak transforms and he is going to be rocking the Casbah. She's in for a, a good night, that woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty just sweet. Instant transformation and into Piglin. Why don't we Amscray out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk and Luann have now taken it. This is sort of a bit of a montage. So then they've bought Millhouse a tent. Yeah, that's right. What What is their plan? Pushing the twin beds together. Yes. <laughs> There's a relationship in trouble. Hibbert's... I don't really get this. So Hibbert's reading the side well, effects and then t- drinks it and then just laughs. So there's a couple things to that. I mean, A, Hibbert is the one that's discovered that it's actually poisonous. Yes, like yeah. the, the active ingredient is poison. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, his wife's sitting there looking all coy. So he gives her the, oh, well, what the hell, we'll do it anyway. Then it sort of laughs in the giggling. Now, I feel like with Hibbert, the giggling is just everyone else has turned into an instant sex machine. But Hibbert is so plain, he's so Bill Cosby, yes. that he can't possibly get himself out of a PG frame of mind. So that's you kind of... what it is, okay. Yeah. I thought he was a bit of a gangster, Hibbert, though, behind closed doors. Gangster? Like, he loves cigars, and you know, he has a bit of a... Yeah, but you can you can smoke a PG cigar. Yeah, I guess. There's a big difference between smoking a cigar and pork, oh, like a big boss and lolly. porking your wife on <laughs> primetime. <laughs> like they're two very, two very different worlds. That's a word I haven't heard of for a while. Porking your wife. <laughs> porked her. I you porked in, her. You in, <laughs> I porked her. <laughs> you introduced bite the pillow a few weeks back, and I I've did. been trying to come. I've been trying to come up with you something, liked that, didn't you? I did. I've been trying to come up with something <laughs> equally as shocking since. You were startled when I said that. Well, you don't normally come up with things. <laughs> normally, I say something wacky like that, and you look at me and you say, "Yeah." And can you come up with anything else wacky, please? But like <laughs> this time, you actually threw something back at me. <laughs> so the adults are now all missing, and the kids don't know what to do. And Nelson has taken the role, or he thinks he's taken the role of leader, but he doesn't know what to do. Well, he's got nothing to rebel against. No, uh, and without like when you when you're all about anti-authority, and you suddenly find yourself as the authority, it'd be terrifying. Um, it's a really eerie shot, I thought, as well, of the street just with kids. It's, it's become like a ghost town. Like the Omega Man. It is a bit like the Omega Man or the Omega, <laughs> Omega Man, Man yeah, yeah. If, you, if you prefer. But yeah, it's similar to that. Like very few people around. Kids lost and aimless. Poor Ralph can't get his TV dinner up yeah. and running. Can you cook my dinner? And uh, Bart links it straight back to a conspiracy. Like, Bart goes into full-blown conspiracy mode in this episode. I, I forgot By the way, can that? I throw it out there? Remember when conspiracies were fun and harmless? Aliens Ma- are around, just, and, just and there's like a yeah, yeah, mostly aliens. Like that's fine. You can believe in aliens. Now you they're trying to poison us. Now it's like oh and no, and they've cured cancer, and they're not going to tell you because they want us all to die. Fluoride's going to kill you, and and vaccines give you autism, and no, no one did get shot at that school. Like it's it's all like now it's painful, hateful shit. Just can't. Can't conspiracy nuts get back to just believing that just that man never walked on the moon? Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's that upsets the people that walked on the moon. But even that, I'll take like infuriates me because I'm a no, no, no. We won't. None of the man never walked on the moon. <laughs> you went through like three Fuck those guys. There. No, yeah, no. I got increasingly angry as I was going through it. But yeah, can't yeah. we just go back to yes? I believe there are aliens. The government's hiding it. That's fine. Everyone can get behind that. What about the JFK assassination? Your thoughts? Um. My thoughts are... Because you're a Seinfeld fan. If, like me, for a really long time, your only evidence of the JFK conspiracy was having watched Oliver Stone's JFK, you probably shouldn't be as vocal about it as I was when I was 18. <laughs> well, what, what'd you do? Oh, no, it was just in general. You'd be like, of course it was a conspiracy. They killed him. And then, I, you know, two years ago, I looked back at myself and went, I never actually read anything real. <laughs> Just watched Kevin Costner and went, oh, that's enough for me. <laughs> Man makes a good a case. 
<laughs> Alrighty, so so Grandpa and Homer are then leaving for their trip, and Grandpa, oh, I love you. They try to fool the hillbillies. And for the minimal outlay of one dollar, you can take home a bottle of liquid Lothario, distilled Don Juan, catalytically carbonated Casanova, luck gold rover in the shed, cause man has a new best friend in Simpson and Sons, revitalizing tonic. I'm not convinced. I've had bad luck with aphrodisiacs. All questions will be answered. All fears will be allayed with one incontrovertible demonstration. May I have a volunteer from the audience? Yes, you, sir. Now, sir, you've never seen me before. Is that correct? That is correct. Well, then how come his face is on the bottle? Um... Um... You'll ever see. You're a disgrace to the medicine show business. They didn't start chasing us until you turned on that getaway music. This is the second great reveal. Yeah. Like the hillbilly music being played, and then getaway music. Yeah, the, yeah getaway music, and then the they weren't chasing us until you turned on that getaway music. Click, turn it off. So like, what you think a soundtrack turns out to be coming from the car, and that diffuses the situation nicely. <laughs> They just turn around and go back. Kids are then all watching the adults from the treehouse and they're seeing them drink the tonic. They're all closing the blinds and going to And do just their racing in. Yep, doing their business. And again, getting it done. good kind of silhouette action on the, yeah. um, like from the animation point they of view. They sort of fall down to the mm. bed and stuff. Yeah, it is good. Like, I reckon it would be really difficult to, if you think about this, you're drawing something on paper, you've got to make that silhouette appear like it's behind the curtain mm-hmm. rather than just a shadow you're drawing on yeah, top of it. Just a black thing, yeah. I feel like. From a man that can only do stick figures, but I feel like that would be fucking hard work. You would assume so. Like to get that color pattern right would be nigh on impossible. Yeah, that is true. Maybe they sort of they drew it and then put a yeah. yellow thing over the Any top. Any cartoonists yeah. listening? Animate. I know there are a couple of artists yeah. in general that listen. Are there like how how do you go about that? How do you draw yes. a silhouette, and make it look like it's behind something in a two dimensional medium? Yes. Email us in and tell us. Uh, so this is where Bart and Milhouse sort of descend into madness. So Bart blames the source of people. Mm. And I love the music. The dun, dun, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, whatever they fight. Lisa just pulls the pins and says, this is ridiculous. We've got to mm. stop. It, it could be reverse vampires as a joke. As Yeah, like making... Well, very, very, very sarcastic. Yes. Maybe and they're they, all reverse vampires. And everyone freaks out. <laughs> Lisa plot. <laughs> Homer and Grandpa then drive past their old house. Well, Homer doesn't know it's his old house until they get no, there. No, near a moose farm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that Homer's first thought is to let's try to find the hot dog tree hot that dog I planted. Tree. <laughs> Homer, oh, this is where we get revealed too from Grandpa that the reason they moved is because the farm went broke. Yep. Because the cows got Someone, spooked. Yeah, the, the cows were the cows were only producing sour milk. Something must have spooked them good. Yep, yep. Flashback to Homer ruining, basically ruining his, his family's fortune. Yes. Could have been Because every other time you see Abe, in a flashback, they're he's in run-down, shitty apartments. Not good, yeah. No, he used to have a thriving dairy business. Look at that haircut. They then go inside, and the house is just derelict and falls apart. The, the roof literally collapses on them. And then Homer's laughing at Grandpa. It's mm. sort of like a classic gag. Good belly laugh. Yeah. Guess what he deserves for laughing at Grandpa. The, mm. b- the bath falls on him. Then we get the flashback because Homer points out. Oh, oh sorry, the, the um, shadow. Television. This is another good joke, actually. Like where he shows, uh, well, they walk past the TV, the radiation. Radiation King. I radiation think, yeah. King. Yeah. Um, and you've got Homer's shadow burn in there, which kind of similar to the shadows of people burned in the ground in Hiroshima from yes. the atomic bomb. Yeah. Um, which is, that's crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's fucked up. But it's a very funny joke yeah. in a cartoon that he sat in front of the TV radiation for so King, long yeah, that yeah. the same thing happened. 
so then Homer goes in to talk to him after watching the Kennedy on TV. Does a Kennedy talk- impression, yes. basically, to his mum. Um, very, like, you know, his mum... Not, if you notice how often his mum's face is out of shot yeah, in they these never flashbacks, show it. By the way. they showed her once yeah. in the the brother episode. Yeah, yeah, but it just goes to further kind of create that distance. Um, anyway, so we see she's trying to be very supportive, mm. and then Abe instantly shoots it down. Yeah. Like, although a joke that frankly time has gone on to prove wrong. We've got an this country's great. We've got an entire oh, system yeah, to make that. sure yeah, yeah, people yeah. like you don't become president. Well, you used to have. <laughs> <laughs> then you fucking open the door open to anyone. <laughs> Who's the next president, do you think? Vince McMahon. Well, The Rock's going to be going for presidency. Can you imagine oh, if The Rock Jesus. became president? That will happen, because people will be like, well, fuck it, we've ruined it anyway. <laughs> Why not? Starring the president. Let's have The Rock with Stone Cold as um, the ha- the leader of the House of Representatives. <laughs> Dwayne the President Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, could you believe? Um, <laughs> he makes like another Olympus has fallen, but it, like it legitimately is the president. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, what would be like, you know, swearing in? Oh, whenever, <laughs> whenever he name? signs, it doesn't matter what my name is. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> was going to say like, you know, I, um, I've, whatever, like I, the president of the. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but no, I was going to say. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, whenever he signs an executive order, The Rock says yeah. <laughs> immigration is back open. It'd be great. Fucking doing his national address, playing an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Just <laughs> singing his songs to the nation. I would vote for him. Just for this. Yeah, I'd go and fa- forge American citizenship <laughs> to be able to vote for The Rock. So getting back to the episode, and Homer is now sad because he's realised that he feels... Grandpa was never supportive of him when he was younger. When he was younger, yeah. and he wants to know why. Your whole life, you never said one nice thing to me. That's because you're a screw up. You're the screw up. Why, you little. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going home. I'm sick of you and your stupid tonic. If I hadn't taken that stupid tonic 38 years ago, you'd have never been born, and I'd have been happy. You were an accident. <gasps> <gasps> Get out. I'm sorry I said that. Out. I'm going to get out of the car, and I hope you'll find it in your heart not to drive away. Pretty harsh thing to say. It's a pretty harsh thing to say, and it's great acting from Dan in the reaction of yes. just gritted teeth. Get out. And Grandpa immediately, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's I like, know he I'm knows that he's gone to a, a step too far. So I'm going to get out of the car now. Yeah. Please find it in your heart. Gone. Yep. And... Oh, look, I don't know. I don't think I would care if I was an accident. I mean, I was still raised. Aren't we all accidents? I think some people genuinely want children and they try for them. Mm. I, I've heard of that happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it, if you wanted to take a scientific approach, yes, we're all accidents. Yes. Happenstance. <laughs> <laughs> the odds of us existing are infinitesimally small. So in that instance, yes, we're all accidents. Um, happy accidents, miracles. You're all special, each and every single one of you. But it's... Yeah, well, it wouldn't really faze me too much if I was an accident. In fact, I've long lobbied that I must have been, trying to insist. Like, I have to be. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way you wanted this. I what, I what I loved about this moment was that when Homer's thinking of, if you had been supportive, I could have been a travel agent for a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the guy that designs fridge magnets or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he kicks him out, come back. This is great. So, open the door. 
I'm sorry. And, just, and then shoves the flowers <laughs> in. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and Homer's just, no, nah, I'm going to ignore him for the rest. Oh, you can't ignore going for the rest of your life. I'm not. I'm going to ignore him for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then. You've got to set real, realistic expectations. That's the thing. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So then Marge says, we tell Bart he's an accident all the time. But when I say it, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are then all still in the treehouse trying to devise a plan about how they're going to fix the situation, mm. discussing the adults. Millhouse gives his speech. We'll just play the clip. Millhouse. <clears throat> okay, here's what we've got. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the Saucer People. Thank you. Under the supervision of the Reverse Vampires, <sighs> are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. Classic Millhouse. That's a moment, though, that I don't feel gets enough love. No, well, I'd always... It's always... Everything's coming up Millhouse. I think because of this episode, it's probably one that people yeah, haven't seen as much. that's true, yeah. That I, is true. I've seen the quote, we're through the looking glass, but I could never replace where it came from. No, no. Up no. And, you know, and then watch this and went, ah. Yes, yep. That was exactly what I did in the cafe. <laughs> I went, ah. Ah, that one, yes. The next Lady scene, said, what was that? I said, nothing. <laughs> Homer explains to the kids he's going to be spending more time with them from now on to make up for the fact that Grandpa never spent time with him when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, he did spend time with him. He just didn't treat him right, apparently. Yeah. Um, did and support then him. We get Homer in... Like, he kicks in a massive overparenting mode. Yeah. So, yeah. Or just before, like, Grandpa's trying to sell the tonic with Barney. And it oh, fails yeah, of miserably. course. Fails yeah. miserably. At least Homer knew how to drive a car. <laughs> but then, as you were saying... Well, well I, I forget what he was doing with Bart. I know... Oh, that's right. Teaching him how to ride a bike. Forgetting that he, Bart A has a bike, B Can knows bike. how to ride a bike, and C this is a girl's bike. You're not a girl. Yeah, <laughs> but the, that's a the, nice little elephant, honey. It's yes. an elephant style joke. I like the the swing when he pushes it. She yeah. wants to get off yeah. in the background, <laughs> just trapped. <laughs> yeah. And it's so high off the ground that there's nothing she can do yeah, about it. Did you, did you ever have a tire swing? I never had one. I never had a tree big enough to be able to have one. Mm, no, I had a tree big enough to climb, but we never put a tire. Yeah, I used to climb. Uh, we it, never yeah. put a tire swing in it. Yep, yep, yep. Big enough to climb in and do like Shamey Man jumps off of onto the trampoline. Mm. I'm gonna p- smile and pretend I know. I know who Shane McMahon is, but you I never don't saw know him jump off the screen. No, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I thought you used to watch wrestling. No, I turned off when the McMahons were on. Unless Stone Cold, unless Stone Cold was whooping one of them, <laughs> stomping a mud hole in him, then I didn't care. Take him to the woodshed, Vince. That's what fucking Jay used to say. But anyway, what's so, uh, Shane McMahon reminds me of somebody. Here comes the money. I'm going to try and think of. He reminds me of Nice Guy Eddie from Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. um, who is somebody Penn. He's Sean Penn's brother, I think. Yeah. That's kind of what I always thought of as Shane McMahon. Like a guy that is kind of a little bit chubby. And Shane McMahon's not chubby. Guy that's... No, I feel like he's got... I feel like there's Shane a McMahon? Yeah. I, you can keep saying his name. It's not changing <laughs> who I'm picturing. I didn't say Mick Foley. No, I know. Mick Foley's fat. <laughs> but I think Shane McMahon had kind of stocky cheeks. But like the point is... <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of really cool people hanging around him and he's somehow infiltrated all the really cool people despite the fact that he's probably going to be wearing a head-to-toe, same-colour tracksuit pant. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I see as Shane McMahon. I mean, he's stocky now because he's 50-something years old. But <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to find him in his prime. Type Shane 2001. Look at that. That's just, that's like round face. Oh. He reminds me. You know who he reminds me of? Round Mr. cheeks. It's Mr. Sheffield. His hair. No, Mr. Sheffield's got a chiseled jawline. Yeah, Look at this true. guy. He's a blob. <laughs> a blob? Oh, <laughs> pudding face McMahon. 
Oh, anyway. <laughs> pudding face McMahon. Can you tweet that to him? Old pudding face. Look at this. Old pudding face. He doesn't have that's features. Been, that's been squashed down. He that doesn't. He doesn't have any actual shape to his head. He's just... Old it's like a face. thumb that someone drew eyes on. Can someone design a picture of Shammy McMahon just and write old pudding face on it so I can tweet it to him? You've got Photoshop. <laughs> You've got the ability. <laughs> anyway, we've lost track. So where were we? It's going to come from left field. Like, why is this... He's not pudding face in that photo. No, what he is in that photo is like he's joined the mafia and he thinks he's going to become a made guy. But what's, like Joe, real, like Joe what's really going to happen <laughs> is Joe Pesci's going to shoot him at a card game yeah. in the second act. Or oh, he's going to get fucked over like you know Joe what? Pesci in the cornfield. You know what Shane McMahon is? Shane McMahon is the guy who thinks he's the lead, but is really an extra. That's Shane McMahon. Who's the equivalent role. of that acting-wise? Um, Heat. Who, who was that in Heat? Kilmer? <laughs> <laughs> now, Kilmer had an important role in Heat. Um... Okay, here's the thing. Shane McMahon thinks he's Robert De Niro in Heat, but in reality, he's the so guy... No, I was going to say in reality, he's the guy who gets shot in the first armoured truck robbery. Like, <laughs> he thinks he's the lead, but really he's disposable and no one gives a shit about him. <laughs> so he's the guy that played Darth Vader in the, in the suit. No one knows who he is. Yeah, if you want to go it that way. He thinks he's the voice. He's, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but he's actually only the body. Yeah. <laughs> He thinks he's the most important part. So Homer's been told by the kids that, you know, your extra love is actually quite scary. We're not used to this kind of parenting from you. We're used to you being the the, the, the bad want parent. Half assed underparenting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And Homer then leaves. Someday you'll thank me for all this scary love. But now I've got to go somewhere and do some serious thinking. I'm sure he meant to say serious drinking. That's what I assumed. They know him well, but they were wrong here because he's gone to the old house. To, yeah. he's, he's feeling sad. That to he's, do some sitting. He's kind of contemplate: do I want to make up with my dad or not? And he finds the photo of Santa Claus. Yeah. And at first he's angry because he thinks that... Because he's an idiot. Yes. <laughs> he thinks Grandpa wasn't there for it. Then he realizes that Grandpa was Santa Claus. And it, that is quite a nice moment there. It is. Yeah. yeah. And then he sets it on fire. And then ruins it all by setting, setting everything on fire. Cut to Grandpa in the other room. Mm-hmm. Throws a tonic in the fire. Explodes. Just as bad as each other. Everything goes to shit. We're both, they're both screw-ups. They both realise they're screw-ups. They make up. They roll around on the grass and, and pull themselves end, out. End episode. End of episode. Yeah. I mean, you need them to come back together at the end. So, yeah. it like, logically, this is there's no other way that the story could have or no, no, no. should have ended. Um, but it just lost a bit of momentum for me in the care factor. I feel like they handled this kind of story better in the Natural Born Kisses, where Marge and Homer were trying to mm. spice up their sex life. And they end up in the footy field. Well, I think they handled the sex part of the story really well. They just, yeah, so they just, just then got distracted. Yeah, but in that one, they don't get distracted. Yeah, they continued on yeah. um, for the entire episode. In that, a really that where, episode. where I think the most the more interesting part of the episode gets lost halfway through. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? That you need to have sex with your wife at a minimum once a year to keep her satisfied. That is true. I learned that Homer and I share a mutual love of ventilators. Or, I was going to say, or in the case of some men, at a maximum. (laughs) (laughs) JaVale! JaVale is here! Mailbag time. Mailbag. Um, We've got a couple things in the mailbag. There's a few questions Mm -hmm. this week, um, but I'm going to kick it off with a My Two Cents story. And a question. Okay, so this has come in from Adam Wright. Mm Mm-hmm. Before uh, Adam says, before I share this story, I just want to say I love my granny with all of my heart. Well, that's nice. I like it when people need to 
put a disclaimer on the front I of the story. I don't mean stories. to be racist, but... Yes. I love my grandmother, but... Yes. <laughs> um, growing up from humble beginnings, as many people of an older generation did, I should point out, um, his grandmother refused to waste anything. As good a trade as that can be, it can be taken to extreme measures. When making... By the way, if you ever get a chance to watch uh, Extreme Cheapskate on Foxtel, just to digress for a moment. Extreme Cheapskate? Yeah. Holy shit, is this an entire world. I saw someone try to make a lasagna in the dishwasher. like In? Yeah. Like, they put it in the thing and then sealed it up nice and tight. And they're like, <laughs> you know, I got to do the dishes anyway, so why waste power on the oven when it's going to get to about 85, 95 degrees in that dishwasher, I wrap this up in alfoil, and then, like, that's basically it. They get this fucking lukewarm Did it actually work? dishwasher lasagna. No. Ugh. Of course it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so what Granny would do is refuse, like, when she was making tea, she would refuse to use one tea bag per cup, insisting that one tea bag is fit to make several cups of tea. This would go to the point that if she was at his house and he offered her a cup of tea, she'd say, yes, but your granddad and I will share a tea bag. Being the artist and tea maker that I am, I use one tea bag for each of them respectively. Several times I've caught her glaring at me when she first tastes the strength of her tea. I think she knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's everything that's wrong with Bart's generation. <laughs> uh Adam also has a question. So, yeah. one thing that we've really helped him come to appreciate through listening to the podcast is the importance of the delivery of dialogue by the voice actors. Mm -hmm. In light of this, are there any examples of where the voice actors took what was average or just standard dialogue and turned it into something special? That's something Albert Brooks does on a line-by-line oh, line basis. Line-by-line basis, yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam's example is someone that has lost his hair in the past. Dan's delivery of hair, hair, yeah. just like everybody else. Uh, really affected him um, all the way down to how Dan had delivered it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Albert Brooks. As You ever say a man say goodbye to a pair of shoes? That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but almost every line of Hank Scorpio's isn't funny. It's just the way just he the way says he it. it. Yeah. yeah. Fine, let him go. Stay here. We'll go bowling. Yeah. Like, just the way he delivers that is hilarious. Yep. No, Mr. Simpson, that's a bad alarm. That's, um, <laughs> so, I've got um, a couple of examples of myself from the regular cast, though. Okay. Uh, Harry Shearer, also from Simpson and Delilah. And I was going to buy that ivory back scratcher. <laughs> like, the fact that Burns wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. But, like, yeah, it's just delivered with so much venom that all of his hatred is channeled into this yes. ivory back scratcher. Um, a line that isn't funny, even on quoting isn't funny, but the way it's delivered stays super memorable to me. It comes from Bart the Murderer with Make Legs of Manhattan. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. something about it. I was just like, when, like, I just want. You've always loved that scene. I have. It yeah. is a very cool scene, but like, it just they imbue so much character into that one line. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'll give another one to Shira with Harry. Um, sorry, with Principal Skinner. Bart wants an elephant. His delivery of "I'll do it, Bart." It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so brilliant in how desperately earnest it is. He needs the money. Yeah. yeah. Anything for yourself? Can you think? Well, of I haven't had time to outside think. of Albert. Um, outside of Albert, I'm trying to think. Uh, I always liked, for some reason, the way Principal Skinner says "Hail to the bus driver" after Otto gets his oh, license. Oh yeah, definitely. Hail to the bus driver, bus driver man. Yeah, he sells the bus driver as being the most important thing in the world. Important thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yes, there we go. There's a few examples. Um, feel free to send through your own favorite uh, line readings for where you f- try to pick something where the line in and of itself is not funny or important, but it's elevated to this yep. amazing level. It means, and it might mean something completely different to you than what it does to everybody else. Exactly. David Comer from Man- Manchester in England has. That was a terrible accent. Do it again. Manchester. <laughs> I don't actually know what it is. I mean, I know what Manchester is, yeah. but I don't know what the uh, what the Manchester accent is. Neither do I. We can ask Nicola. I ought to get on. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Are you yes. aware of his new project? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been doing it for a while now. Where he's hit rec TV. No, I don't know okay. this. Okay. So he's created like this online community. Okay, that, that is it's the community of things. Yeah, I know it was called that. Okay. okay. One of the things that I saw that he was doing the other day that he wanted to get a collation of accents, so like mm-hmm. just get people to record themselves saying something, so they could have like this database of voices, which I thought would be very cool. Mm. So maybe something from Manchester, England, would be in that. Yes. So David's been a Simpsons fan since season one, when his uh, sadly now deceased cousin would record them from Sky and give them to him on tape. So That's back nice. yeah. before it was on free to wear. He would, yeah, record them, send them over to him so he could watch The Simpsons, which is a very nice thing to do. Um, So, David was hooked virtually instantly. And before he knew it, every Sunday night, his parents, brother and sister would have their Sunday dinner, finish at 5.55, ready for the Double Mm. Bill episode every single Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward, uh, he's now 37 with a 14-year-old son and a 4-year-old daughter, Ben and Matilda. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. Yes. I apologize about all of the bestiality stuff earlier. Uh, Matilda, especially to you. It's the visual that I've been left with. Well, yeah, well, it probably was impolite of me to bring the tape along, but I feel like it helps you. Set, <laughs> it helps you understand the story better if you have the um, accompanying. I need something to get me in the mood. Accompanying. Uh, what was I going to say? File footage. <laughs> um, I can't. But so Ben's unable to get the kids interested in The Simpsons, so they're probably what? not listening to this until. I've mentioned their dad, and he might be like, hey, listen to these two guys from Australia. And they'll be like, oh, what's the podcast about? And he'll say The Simpsons. And they're like, bye. Yeah. That's how I assume parents and kids talk these days. Um, that doesn't mean that there isn't some accidental Simpsons comedy occasionally, though. So I like this in that one of the kids who doesn't watch the show has accidentally quoted the show. Mm. Um, driving down the motorway, Matilda spots some cows in the field. She says to me, Daddy, there are some cows. I looked at them, and they were actually horses. I said, Matilda, <laughs> they're horses that are coloured like cows. Her response, well, who painted them? <laughs> he pissed himself laughing. She had no idea why. Yeah. I feel like that's always good. That's if you're good, laughing yeah, yeah. and no one else knows why, that's uh, that's pretty fantastic. Now, um, David is actually uh, currently recovering from, uh, let's, let's just say, a medical issue. But he's um, in bed for four days a week, hooked up. To a, a few machines, so he said that the podcast is helping him pass the time. Oh, that's nice. So, that's um, all the best with the recovery, Dave, mm. and thank you very much for writing in. On the subject of hospitals, by the way, shout out to Sam Green, one of my best friends, who became a father yesterday for oh, the first time. Congratulations! I managed to slip in a little Seinfeld reference to the card. Got this one over Rash's head because we've got the sort of relationship where I mean, he sent me a message saying, you know, little Theodore was born yesterday at four forty-six. Your sort of traditional uh, text message and. I replied, congratulations, asshole. <laughs> so, um, Ash, Ash has organized like a little baby hamper thing that we're going to send over to him and said to me, is there any special message that you would like to put on the card? Now, how familiar are you with the Seinfeld episode, The Hamptons? Yes. Okay. So, the special message that I've put on this card for his baby is, boy, he really is breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. 
<laughs> and the thing is, he loves Seinfeld, so he will get it, but yeah. his wife won't. Yes. It's yeah. going to be this great joke shared between yeah. us. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> his wife's going to think, oh, that was really nice of you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Breathtaking Wow He wouldn't say that for everybody And then one day Years from now She'll watch the episode <laughs> Son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, This is the uh, wife That I stole the cactus from Long term Long term oh, listeners yeah, yeah. Will be familiar with this um, Anyway uh, Moving on We've got Eric Oh actually yeah, I, I didn't mind that. Uh, Eric is mostly Just writing in To say hello But this is Um Eric is a Patreon. Eric Juhas, I believe, is the surname. Thank you for signing up, mate. Appreciate um, it. I can't listen. To, I can't read his name without thinking. Was it Ramstein? Ramstein. Ramstein's the that, band that did Juhas. Yeah, Ramstein. Yeah, Juhas. Me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The only kind of hardcore German. Asha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that I'm familiar with. Uh, anyway. So, to try and... He admits himself this is a longish email, so I'll try to cut it down. But he's a relative newcomer to the podcast. He's a big fan for him. And, mm-hmm. guys, if you... like, I like hearing this sort of stuff because I like knowing what people are interested in listening to. He's enjoyed the way that the podcast has been able to open his mind to the fact that the characters are all very multidimensional. So, Homer's not just an idiot. Lisa's not just an annoying wet blanket. Like, there's a, a bunch of different stuff that goes on. Yeah, yeah. Even from episode to episode, let alone season to season. Um he was really happy to see that we've done the reviews of Squirt and the Whale and Halloween of Horror, which are by far his two favourite um, sort of post-Golden Era season, uh, Golden Era Simpsons episodes, and the Jurassic and Space Jam movies that he was obsessed with as a kid. So, if you want to get in a bit of... There are no speech stumbles on Patreon. That is a guarantee. Um, but if you want to get in on that action, they're available for five bucks. Yes. Um, five bucks gets you access to the whole back catalogue. Is that correct? No, no. So what it works is so one dollar is just to support us and you yes. get access into the draw that we're going to be drawing at the end of this podcast, yep. this monthly winner. Uh, $2 gets you access to the premium podcast. When mm-hmm. we say premium, we mean when we jump ahead and review episodes. Yep. So that's on. like a squirt in the whale and a yes, Halloween of horror. Or Homer's Enemies, the latest one yeah. we did. Um Pretty much if you want to get early access to reviews, mm. not have to wait for it. And you also get access to any post-show podcast that we decide to do on yep. the spot. $5 gets you access to movie reviews, plus all the stuff that I just mentioned, and top 10s as well. Okay. And the $8 plus gets you access into the entire back catalogue, because the $2 only gets you access for 30 days. Once that 30 yes. days is up and the new one's up, that goes into the $8 archive. Okay. And as we mentioned at the start of the podcast, the $8 patrons are now going to get exclusive live streaming content as well. Yes. Well, sorry, the $8 are getting exclusive Q&A at the end of it, but it's $2 and up are getting yeah, the live streams. Uh, so the $2 will yes. get the live streams, yeah. Yes. Just to not confuse things. Yes, yes. But outside of that, if you don't care about extra content, but you think these guys do, you know, they work hard and, and I don't need all of my money, a dollar a month would be greatly appreciated. Any money's appreciated, yeah, and, for sure. And, so, and by all means, it's appreciated if you don't. That's fine. If you're just listening, awesome. But tell your friends. and. Pop culture don't pay us. They just donate gifts for us to give away to you guys. Yeah, someone yeah. was um, challenging me about that the other day. He's like, we, we're looking at uh, guest appearance on another podcast. He's like, is there any issue with sponsors? And like, you've got the pop culture thing. I'm like, oh, no, don't stress about that. Like, they help us out with gifts for Patreons, but that's, yeah. that's all there is. Yeah. Now, anyway, uh, what I like about Eric, outside of the fact that he likes our show, and he also enjoys it when we go on about footy. So, he used to play fullback for the AFLO, the Australian Football League of Ontario. Mm. Until in, which I, I like this line. Until injuries and a fear of death caught up with me, yeah, <laughs> um, it'll do that. I love when foreigners look at our sport and go, "What the hell are they doing? Mm. Why aren't they wearing protection?" 
Oh, he also sent in a photo for you, um, which he was pedaling. He was riding the bike, listening to the podcast, and drove past Dando Drive. Oh, cool. Yeah. In uh, Ontario. I wonder if that's something to do with Evan Dando. I don't know who that is. The lead singer of the Lemonheads. Oh, okay. Ever heard the song Mrs. Robinson? Yeah, I know who the Lemonheads are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And finally, from the mailbag this week, we have Dave Cook, who is the founder of Card Shark Comics. Uh, hi, guys. Dave here from Edinburgh in Scotland. In Scotland, I can do a little bit easier than Manchester because I actually know what it sounds like. So, uh, But I won't do it out of respect yes. to the Scottish people <laughs> and fear that they will headbutt me. Uh, mega congrats on the book coming out. I absolutely loved the recent runs of seasons four to six. Keep up the ace work. His question, he used to work as video game critic, and after putting up mm. a low-scoring review of a bad game, he'd often get many disgruntled readers on social media asking him if he thought he could do better, and how dare I be paid to have an opinion on the game? Well, obviously no, because I'm not a game developer, but... Uh, what he wanted to know is, as lifelong fans, if we had the power to make a game, knowing what we do about the run of The Simpsons, what would be your ultimate Simpsons video game? What kind of gameplay style would it have? What kind of plot and what sort of stuff would you like to do in it? I would love to be able to re, to go through moments that happened on the show mm-hmm. and change the way things happened. Ooh. So you can, so, get so like you a, can be Hank Scorpio. Choose your own adventure. You can be Hank thing? Scorpio. Yeah. So you play as Hank Scorpio and you do something different maybe if homer doesn't do something right then you lose yeah okay so you're kind of going down like a telltale games relive relive classic moments from the simpsons inserting yourself into this the moment world and like decision tree conversation tree that sort of stuff replay ability you can have three or four different endings depending on what goes on is that what you're getting at kind of like a choose your own adventure goosebumps book okay that could work (laughs) um i this is not a Simpsons game, but I find it really hard. Like I, I look to South Park, The Stick of Truth, as mm. being one of the best video game adaptations of or all TV time. Show, yeah. Because it, I don't know if you've had a chance to play it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it so perfectly recreates what South Park is about, yeah. but also encapsulates pretty good, like simple, it's a fun enough, game, simple enough, but good RPG gameplay, yeah. uh, or and uh, turn-based strategy and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I mean, you've got to get to what the core of The Simpsons is about on the whole and I guess in that instance I want it to be similar to what you were saying I want it to be a game with that's dialogue heavy um, so n- let's not go as, as much fun as Simpsons Hit and Run is let's not go like Simpsons do Grand Theft Auto or Simpsons do like Simps- wacky Simpsons racing or anything like that I want it to be kind We've of that. stuck in that world so The Simpsons would be a game that I wouldn't mind playing where you could delve into the everyday life of different Simpsons characters. So, Tapped Out, kind of? Well, does Tapped Out really show you what's going on on the inside? Like, that's no, about... That's just, just doing tasks. That's just city building, yeah. really. So, I was more thinking that you would l- just legitimately take over as Homer and have... Like, you would need a shit ton of dialogue options and work and, st- and, and different scenes recorded for this to not get stale. But that would be a cool thing for me, to be able to go in and play all of that and similar to what you were saying, yours is a little bit more on rails because you're replaying certain episodes, but you could have Homer interacting with Bumblebee Man, which doesn't happen very often. So you could kind of be able to go off with different characters and see, like, you always get the feeling in The Simpsons that Springfield is this massive town and there's yeah. a lot of stories going on in the background. To be able to short films about Springfield. Yeah, to be able to dive in on those stories and get an, a close-up view of it would be very, very cool. And you'd feel like you were kind of running your own game that other people hadn't, like, your yeah, experience Creating your own world. Were going to be unique to you. Yep. That'd be 
ideal for me. That would be very cool. Yeah. Um, will never happen, but that would be like, you know, if I could shoot for the moon, that's what it would be. Bonus question. What is your favorite old time Simpsons game and why? Well, take it and run out of it. Yes. Because it's always going to be and first. So we're talking arcade. Well, there's only one arcade. Bart versus Space Mutants, that's Escape sup- from Camp Krusty, Bart's Nightmare. Su- Super Nintendo Well, games. look, I'll throw... I'll throw, I'm throwing a big... I mean 8-bit games. 8-bit eight, eight to 16-bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I would go the Krusty one. Which one was the Krusty one? Krusty... Krusty's Funland or Krusty's okay, yeah, but it, and you you can play as Itchy and Scratchy and stuff as well. Yep, Bart, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Actually, no, Virtual Bart. I really liked Virtual Never Bart. Never played Virtual Bart. Yeah, I'll I, be honest. I didn't play many of the old school games. Bart but, versus the Space Mutants. Space Mutants is all I had. But if you're gonna go access to, but I actually didn't play them too much. I preferred to play Simpsons Cartoon Studio and Simpsons Virtual Springfield on the computer. Okay, fair enough. They they're really cool. Cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we'll get on to drawing the draw for Patreon. Yes. As we said, for as little as $2 per month, you get access to bonus exclusive content. And this month, we're going to be giving away... For $1 a month, you get access into the draw. So yes. For just $1 yeah, per for month. $1 a month, you get access to a draw where we give you something for... I was going to say for nothing, but for $1 a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what do we... You describe this because this is more your alley this than is, mine. Well, if you look on the wall behind you, it's that card set. The Simpsons Down Under. No, oh, t- yeah. Turn to your left. That wall there. Okay. So it's the Simpsons Bart vs. Australia in oh, card yeah. form plus some character cards as well. So it's the complete set, sealed, never been opened, courtesy of our friends at popculture.com.au. Very hard to get. This set came out in 1996. Hmm. So over 20 years old this set is and it's never been opened. So who's the winner going to be, I feel Mitch? like that's very impressive. Yeah. I don't know a lot about collecting stuff, but I do know that not opening things for a long time exactly. helps a lot with your... Collecting. So Mitch is reaching in deep into the hat. What is that hat that says Pobody's Perfect? No. Pobody's Nerfect. Pobody's Nerfect. Pobody's Perfect. All the names in the hat. A a non Nerfect. It would be a a pon Nerfect way of spelling Nobody's Perfect. Reaching deep in there. Here we go. And. Who you got? Emily Maddox. Emily Maddox? Em- Emily Maddox. You are the lucky winner. Congratulations, Emily. Um, Emily, thank you very, very much for your support. We will send you a message on Patreon. Uh, or if you want to message the Facebook page, then that would be ideal yep, as well. Yep, yep. Let us know your uh, shipping details and we will get this delightful card set off to you ASAP. Yes. And if you want to be, ent- if you want access into next month's draw, as we said, $1 gets you access into the draws. $2 plus gets you access to exclusive bonus content. Hmm. But more to the point... It helps the show. It, yeah, it's just we're, we're, we're incredibly grateful. And mm. as we said, if you can't, that's fine. But if you can, it would be much appreciated. Yes. Just as a, a way to say thanks. Even if it's just $1, we appreciate everything that comes through. Yes. Even if it's just your underwear in the mail to Dando's house. I'll take mine. it. Yeah. Is that it for the mailbag? Preferably soiled. Uh, that is it for the mailbag. That is it for the mailbag. So we hope you enjoyed our review of Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. On the, on the all in all, Mitch, did you like the episode? Like, do you, would, you tell, would you recommend people go back and watch it? Oh, not as a priority, but I wouldn't like. It's not. It's not a bad. It's not necessarily a bad episode. It's just an episode that starts well and then loses its way it's a little. Just sort bit. of there, isn't it? Yeah, like it doesn't. Even after watching it now, it's. I not, wasn't excited going to the. It's review. not holding a special place in my heart. No, I was or not excited. Mind. I will. I be excited going to next week. This one's sort of similar. I can't remember too much about it except mm-hmm. for let me off, let me off, let me off, let me off. It's fear of flying. Oh, fear of fl- Marge's fear of flying. That's got the cheers. No. It's- 
that, that it's where Homer it's the Wings parody. Wings parody. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That'll be interesting because it's probably another one where there are some jokes in there that I can think of that I really do like. My favorite is the. Uh, we're gonna need that to live. I. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I like. Ooh, alive. Yes. Or the. There's something right about this this bar, the lesbian bar. Yeah. This lesbian bar has no fire exit. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your death trap, ladies. ladies. <laughs> is that the same episode? I it is. I'm pretty sure because he's trying to find a new bar. Because yeah. Mike kicks him out. And he goes to the okay. lesbian bar and he goes yeah, to yeah, Wings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't realise that was the same as that thing. Yeah. Um, Marge. I, uh, the other one is Marge being so tense that she's actually off the therapist chair but still sitting. Yeah, that that's, is funny. That's pretty funny visual. Yeah, yeah. But well, yeah. That's no, not too much. <laughs> it'll be interesting to dive into and see because it's probably one that I haven't seen for... 10 years and then it's kind of like so Fear of Flying is going to be the sex right mm. but then the following episode is going to be the pasta and cheese home of the great come again so you know how we're discussing that when you're having sex it's good but when you know it's a, the, the thing that follows it's usually better it's the food yes so home of the great follows Fear of Flying ah fantastic so at least during Fear of Flying even if we're not having a good time at least we know that we've got home of the great to come to the following week that's pretty goddamn yes. amazing <laughs> so Mitch any final words for our listeners how about we combine what's coming up next week with what we just reviewed this week and get me off, get me off, get me off, get me off. 